Hello, you're listening to the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to tune in today. And as ever, this show is sponsored by SpreadX. So all the odds that we're going to read out on today's show are taken from SpreadX. SpreadX.com forward slash FBP. Go to there and you get a bet 25, get 25 offer. Yes, you just have to deposit the £25, place it on a single at greater odds of 1 to 2 to qualify. And please remember, everyone, this show is for over-18s only. And when the fun stops, please stop. So, Tom, a very successful week last week. Almost, almost arguably. We've been doing this for four years now. It was a whisker away from being the greatest weekend in podcast history. Oh my God. It was so close. Like we won, we won, you won your treble, which is fantastic. Yeah. But the fact that for anyone who didn't listen last week, uh, for the first time we had an enhanced accumulator on the SpreadX website that combined my treble and Tom's treble and it paid 20 to one for the six teams. And 5-1, and just Tranmere let us down, losing 1-0 at home to Crawley. Um, so even though it's kind of bittersweet, because even though we won and you won your treble, the fact that we were so close to landing the the enhanced uh, accumulator, pretty good. Devastating. Devastating. It's, it's actually heartbreaking. So, yeah, um, SpreadX were a part of the service of having our bets up fully loaded on the website, which I'm still quite not over. It's so cool. Um, they boosted that sixfold as well. Our market value was 14 to one, but the spread X exclusive was 20 to one. And we, it's, it's so, it's just a sign of the times in it, Tom. We've won a treble, uh, 10 pounds would have returned uh, 41 quid. So, not exactly the, the biggest return, but nevertheless a winner, and we're still disappointed. That just shows. Oh, no. <laughs> that just shows uh, possibly how greedy we're getting, but also um, how much we really wanted to land that treble. So yeah, uh, hopefully people got on mine, and as you know, it doesn't take a genius to work out. Yours fell uh, by just the one leg. Uh, Tranmere were mm-hmm. uh, your pick, so. We're coming into this, Tom, on red-hot form, really. Yeah, very good form. Um, So just to go through what we're going to do today, for anyone who may be new, doesn't know what we do. So we're going to look through each league, Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two. We're going to pick out our betting highlights from each of the leagues, a bit of discussion along along the way. And then at the end of the show, we'll tie it all up in those bomb-proof trebles and then maybe have a little look at fantasy football. I'm especially keen this week on fantasy football because I've just broken the 100-point barrier for the week. Congratulations. It's the first time this season, I think. Yeah. I'm buzzing. Good for you. Good for <laughs> it's you, about time. <laughs> Good for you. I, I uh, absolutely hate that game. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather talk about the tips and then uh, I'll just disappear off the pod and then you can you can finish it off. How's that? <laughs> okay, so we'll get cracking then, shall we, with the Premier League. It kicks off on Friday. Newcastle against Aston Villa. Newcastle 14 to 5, the draw 5 to 2, and Villa are priced at even. Um, this is a game that I'm not going to touch with a bet. I don't fancy Newcastle just for their lack of 
goal-scoring threat, and I don't fancy Villa because they're so inconsistent. They've won just one game in the last five, uh, two in the last seven. I just don't know what I'm going to get from it. I'm just going to avoid completely. Well, Tom, uh, Villa, five of their last six games have been under 2.5 goals. Here we go Um, again. And (laughs) Newcastle, three of their last four have been under 2.5 goals. And you just mentioned, Tom, that you're scared of touching this uh, game because you're worried about Newcastle not being able to score, Villa being inconsistent. Uh, Jack Grealish, I think, is still going to be sidelined. It's 8-11. to And yes, this is... This is pretty much the new Rochdale tip, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Instead of piling on over 2.5 or 3.5, the Premier League, especially at the moment, we're finding a lot of value and a lot of opportunity in the under market. Unfortunately, uh, we yeah. all want to see goals, but we all want to make money as well. It's 8 to 11 if you fancy a Friday flutter on that. Yeah, one. that's a good price. You know, we, we kind of joke that we... We said under 2.5 as a tip in the Premier League a lot last week. I think maybe five different games we, yeah. we tipped on. And yeah. it turned out eight of the 10 games that were played last weekend were actually under 2.5. So, and we're on the money to think that, you know, these are low scoring affairs at the moment. Very tight, not many goals. So, uh, yeah, definitely can see that one again. Yeah. Um, Leeds Chelsea then. Chelsea, a team renowned for under 2.5s mm. they're 3 to 4 to get the win away at Leeds the draw is 3 to 1 and Leeds the outsiders at home they're 10 to 3 um i can't look beyond chelsea like whether this is going to be under 2.5 again or not um i'm not so sure but i think chelsea to win at 3 to 4 is a good price uh, we've been seeing poor prices for chelsea week week after week after week and i feel like at 3 to 4 we've Kind of got a decent one here. No losses in 12 consecutive games. No goals conceded in four consecutive games either. Uh, Leeds struggling a little bit. Four losses in the last five. So, yeah, for me, I think Chelsea should get a comfortable one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like Chelsea to win to nil. Uh, Mm. That's 11 to five. So, that is a very tasty price for me. As you mentioned, Tom, Chelsea have... Uh, start have got this very quick reputation under uh, my friend TT uh, for being very tight at the back and Leeds haven't scored in three out of the last four games. So team renowned for pr- being pretty wild and being uh, being pretty productive at that end of the field. It's not gone to plan recently. Um, so yeah, that's. I thought that was really good value. Uh, Eleven to five. That's something I'm very interested in. That is good value. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at three o'clock, then Palace against West Brom. Uh, Palace are six to five. The draw is twenty-one to ten, and West Brom thirteen to five. Uh, and at first, I kind of looked at this and just went, oh, "No." But actually, the more I thought about it, the more I'm actually siding with Crystal Palace at six to five here. Um, it's not a bad price, but I'm just thinking it feels like, for me anyway, uh, that last week was the big one for West Brom. They needed to get a result against Newcastle at home. They failed to do that, uh, drawing nil-nil. They're now sat eight points away from safety with 10 games to go, and teams above them do have games in hand on them as well. So they're in a really, really bad position, and I feel like 
potentially the players felt like last week was their last big opportunity to to kind of make a fist of survival. So I think Palace can perhaps take advantage of that deflation, that probable expectation now that they, they are going to go down amongst the West Brom players and fans. So, uh, yeah, 6-5 to five for Palace could turn out to be a decent price if, if that is going to be correct, if my thinking is right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think West Brom now, you know, you're looking at West Brom climbing above two out of the three of Fulham, Brighton, Newcastle, and it's just not happening, is it? Um, no, just looking at the fixtures they've got coming up, you know, they've got to go away to Chelsea, away to Leicester, away to Arsenal, yeah. uh, Liverpool at home, uh, West West Ham at home. You know, they've they've not got an easy run of games as well, so you can forget it. And the thing is, you know, they they've actually won Tom the least amount of games in the league this mm. season. They've only won three of twenty eight. Sheffield United have won four. It's just that West Brom have drawn nine games. So, you know, draws are not going to keep you up at this stage. And, you know, you can't really back a team that's won the least in the league, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah, I think it's time to accept that they are going down. Uh, Sorry to do this again, Premier League fans under 2.5. I know it's repetitive, but it's repetitive for a reason. Uh, Four to seven is the price. Uh, Crystal Palace and West Brom. I, I don't even know if I need to go into any stats, do I? Uh, it's it's not exactly vintage football, is it? Uh, Crystal Palace have drawn a blank in in four of their last six games, and West Brom have scored one goal in their last four games. So, I mean, what more do you need for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Everton Burnley then is Saturday five thirty. Everton seventeen to twenty. The draw five to two, and Burnley ten to three. Anything that strikes your eye in this one? Yeah, Everton. I like Burnley. They've got some good results recently. They've they've been keeping it really tight. But I think Everton have a couple more gears uh, to go into. The they are under the radar. I mean, a lot of people are talking about West Ham possibly for a Champions League spot, two points off Chelsea. And, you know, Everton are only four points off and they've got a game in hand on everyone in the top four. You know, they're they're well within this race and they're going under the radar a little bit. They've arguably got a better pound-for-pound squad and manager than West Ham. So um, I gave them a bit of stick at the start of the season. But uh, it's looking like it could be on the cards. And 17 to 20, I think, is a good price. Obviously, Burnley, uh, pretty lucky to come away with anything against Arsenal at the weekend. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's move to Fulham Man City. It's the final game for Saturday. Fulham 9 to 1, the draw 15 to 4, and City 1 to 3. So after Man City finally lost their uh, 20, what, 22 game winning run mm-hmm. against Man United last weekend. Uh, bounce back in style with a 5-2 thumping of Southampton in midweek. They could make it 11 consecutive wins against Fulham at the weekend. Uh, yeah, Fulham have got a really poor record against Man City. Lost 10 in a row. Not beating them for 16 consecutive games. Not scored for six consecutive games. Not kept a clean sheet for 20 consecutive games. Um, it's a side in Fulham who have really poor 
head-to-head stats against City at one to three. I, I fully expect City to win. Um, I don't think they'll thump Fulham, but I think they'll win. I'm actually looking at Man City to win at half time and full time, which is priced at evens. So we're getting a bit more value out of that there. Reason being, you know, I'll speak about how good Man City's record against Fulham is. For one, um, they've actually won the last eight consecutive first halves against Fulham as well. So uh, looking at this one statistically, historically, that's the angle I'm going to go down. Uh, half-time, full-time, see. Yeah, I do like that. I am not 100% convinced that... Fulham won't make it awkward for City. Obviously, we are talking about the champions elect against you know a side in the thick of a relegation battle. But you know, Fulham have impressed me uh, for quite a while now. And to be honest with you, Tom, I'm just not, I'm just not that convinced um, that I want to go towards anything of a City persuasion. I just think you know, I look at. Look at Fulham and they give me the heebie-jeebies, to be honest. So I'm going to sit this one out and uh, wish you all the best in your bet. (laughs) Thank you. How about Southampton Brighton then on Sunday? The Saints are 2-1. The draw is 2-1 and Brighton are 6-4 favourites. I I just don't dare. (laughs) Just don't dare go near either side. Um, Yeah, it's... Brighton have got a terrible record against Southampton. They've not beaten them for nine consecutive games. Uh, However, I just don't trust Southampton enough. Brighton will probably score a goal, but then they'll probably throw it away. God knows, yeah. Well, it depends, doesn't it? If Brighton live up to their XG, uh, then they'll probably win this 8-0. But they're in in the relegation (laughs) battle for a reason. It's because they're not putting away their chances and they're not defending... Uh, properly either and Southampton yeah they gave a decent account of themselves for portions against City ultimately uh, ended in a in a heavy defeat confidence must be low um, at Southampton obviously they're not going down so that's fine but uh, yeah it's not something that I am interested in betting on if I had to I'd probably go draw it's two to one I uh, could see either a, or maybe a one one or possibly a 2-2, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Leicester-Sheffield United, then Leicester priced at 1-2. to two. The draw 16-5, to five, and Sheffield United 11-2. to two. Uh, I think Leicester should win here at 1-2, to two, but they do scare me a bit. <laughs> you know, without Barnes, without Madison, without Vardy looking fully fit and on form, they scare me. At one to two, I think I think they'll win, but I don't think I'll be putting any money on it. I get what you're saying. Um, for all of Leicester's brilliance this season, and this sounds better than it uh, than it is, but they do have the seventh best home record uh, away from home. They are the best in the league, including City. They have played two more games than City, but right now they are top of the away table. So, yeah, their home form hasn't been uh, tip, tip, top. But, you know, you they're playing against Sheffield United team that as a club, and I think this is this is only right. They don't want to be deluded. They've accepted they're going down. Um, that one of two things is going to happen. What I think will happen is they'll keep fighting 
and they'll keep pushing and they'll be fighting for either moves away from the club or spots in Wilder's likely promotion-chasing team next year, or they're going to sack it off and the floodgates will open and it will get it will get ugly. I don't think that will happen, but yeah, Leicester, uh, Leicester to win, but there is a question mark over Sheffield United. Yeah. So up next, you know, probably the biggest game on Sunday, potentially the biggest game of the weekend. It's the North London derby. It's Arsenal against Spurs. Uh, you can get Arsenal, the home side, to win this one at six to four. The draw is twelve to five, and Spurs seven to four. So I feel like whatever result you want to go with here, you you're getting a decent price for it. Personally. I am hesitant to go down the result market. I'm looking more in the way of both teams to score. Um, Spurs have had much the better of these fixtures recently. No losses in five. Arsenal without a clean sheet in seven consecutive North London derbies. Um, Both teams have scored in five of the last six Arsenal games and five of the last seven games between the two sides at the Emirates. So... Yeah, four to six for both teams to score is, considering the stats, it's understandable why it's that price. But um, yeah, I think that's where I'd be going rather than result-based. Fancy anything different? No, that's all I had wrote down, both teams to score. Um, the only thing I had wrote down you didn't read out is the uh, is the the form of Gareth Bale. Uh, mm. Surprising everyone, really. I thought he was... Uh, he was already on the golf course, to be honest, just collecting his cash. But no, he seems up for it, doesn't he? So uh, yeah, he's he thought, hmm, where am I going to get my cash from next season if I don't yeah, start exactly, putting in a few yeah. performances? He's probably thought, do I really want to live in China? Not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should probably, uh, you know, probably put in a performance. So so yeah, um, that's the only thing I had to add. Completely agree with the tip. Okay, next we've got Man United against West Ham. Uh, Man U seventeen to twenty for the win. The draw is five to two, and West Ham are ten to three. I'm going to side with Manchester United here. You know we've seen them play so well and beat City. I'd say you know fairly comfortably last weekend. It's eleven games now without defeat for Man U. They've not conceded a goal in the last four. Um, I just feel like you you can't put in that performance against City. And then lose to West Ham the weekend after. You can't. You've got to be consistent. And Man United, this is a good price for United, I think, to win. West Ham are going to be a tough opposition, but they're going to be without Jesse Lingard, who has been one of their key creative spots going forward because he's on loan from, from Man U and he can't play. So that's a, that's a blow to them. So, yeah, for me, Man U at a good price, 17-20. to 20. Not touching it. Don't trust United at all. Uh, at home at Old Trafford, they have lost thirty point seven of their games this season. Thirty point seven percent, sorry, of their games this season at Old Trafford. This is the same side that failed to beat Palace nil nil, failed to beat West Brom nil nil, uh, lost to Sheffield United at home. Yes, Tom, they just ended City's uh, winning run and it was a great performance. They deserve to win, etc., etc. But I've been down this road way too many times with United. And West Ham, yes, they won't have Lingard. But I look at the other end of the field. Craig Dawson um, has been a, a man mountain recently. Uh, Soufal, uh, Suchek, Rice, etc. I just, 
I worry about United uh, breaking them down, to be honest with you, um, and finding a way past West Ham. It's it's not for me, this game. Fair enough. Um, Wolves against Liverpool then, the final Premier League game, 7-2 to two for Wolves. 13 to 5 for the draw and 17 to 20 for Liverpool. Um, not going to touch it. <laughs> Do you fancy anything here? Because I don't. No, no, I, I, I have no idea what to go for. This Liverpool team will turn it around. So, you know, I, this losing run will not continue forever. Uh, that's an absolute fact. It will turn around one weekend. So if you are betting against Liverpool every week, ride the wave whilst you can, because eventually uh, they will be back. And I yeah. do not want to bet against them. OK, well, that wraps up the Premier League. Then let's have a little talk about Spread X. Yes, touched on it at the start of the show. Uh, obviously, the prices that we're reading out are all from the fixed odds service. But did you know that they also do spread betting? Now, spread betting is very different to fixed odds betting. It is important to know that you can lose more than your initial stake. It is essentially a more volatile way of backing your opinions in which you can, it can be more lucrative. You can win more money than a traditional fixed odds bet, but it does come with the severe and very real risk of losing more than you've staked as well. This is based on buying and selling. Uh, there are fantastic explanation videos on SpreadX's website and SpreadX's YouTube page. And I also encourage anyone to get in touch with us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Send us a DM, at us, whatever you need to do. And we'll be more than happy to help you out with the spread betting. And as Tom touched on at the top of the show, there is a special offer that goes across either spread betting or fixed odds. Yeah. Um, and with the fixed odds, I think it's worth saying as well, you know, if you want to, if you're not bothered about the spread betting, that's fine. You don't have to use SpreadX for spread betting. You can use SpreadX just for fixed odds betting. They're going to release uh, this week, I believe, a fixed odds specific sign-up form. So if you're not bothered about the spread betting side, you can just sign up to the fixed odds side, uh, get your bet 25, get 25, and just have all the normal markets that that you'd expect to find on on any of the bookmakers. So you could just treat it like a a standard bookmaker to do all your fixed odds betting with as well. Yes, definitely. So please check him out, guys, and uh, help support the pod. Tom, uh, let's championship, shall we? Let's championship indeed. So I'll get started with uh, our beloved Nottingham Forest, who host Reading this weekend at the City Ground. It's it's in the midst of a really tough run for Forest. You know, last week we had Watford. Uh, now we've got playoff chasing Reading. I think after that, we've got like Cardiff, Norwich, Brentford. It's a really tough run. Uh, we've lost the last two games in a row. And as much as I'd like to think we'll get something against Inform Reading, who have won three in a row, uh, I don't think we will. Um, there's kind of two angles I think you could probably take into this game. Neither is, it's not, neither is the most lucrative thing that we're going to read out this weekend. But I'm going to read them out anyway because I think they'll win. So Reading or draw on the double chance is priced at two to five. Um, I really can't see Forest winning against this inform Reading side. As I've mentioned, um, we haven't beaten Reading for the last four games either. However, the big tip here is under 2.5 goals. Forest have had seven consecutive games 
under 2.5. Uh, we're really struggling to score goals at the moment. We haven't scored more than one goal in a game for the last eight matches. Um, Reading themselves have had five of the last six games under 2.5. And head-to-head -head between these two sides, the last six consecutive games have also been under 2.5. So all signs point to under 2.5. And at 8 to 15, stick it in an accumulator and let that boost your odds up a little bit. Yep, completely with you. Uh, Forest very, very goal shy. Let's talk about a team at home against a team with the second worst away record in the championship, price the evens. Are you interested, Tom? QPR? QPR. QPR. <laughs> QPR, price the evens at home against Huddersfield. Uh, on the surface of things, you know, QPR actually climbing into 12th, I think, uh, which is their highest point of the season. Huddersfield down in 18th. So you might think this would be a little bit closer contested than um, than it seems because Huddersfield have played 17 games this season on a the road. They've lost 11, they've drawn four and won just two. It's 10 points, um, one more than Wickham, who unfortunately have the worst away record. Uh, if you want to uh, have a look at QPR's home record, it's not exactly... Um, it's not exactly in our favour, it's 12th. So it's exactly where they are as a team. They've won seven, they've lost six, they've drawn four. However, uh, I, I'm enjoying QPR at the moment. Uh, they have had a couple of games recently, back-to-back uh, -back against Bristol City, which was probably the more impressive, and Wickham. And they've won both of those to nil. And I can see something similar happening here. A professional, low-key, pretty straightforward 1-2-0 win over a Huddersfield side that doesn't travel well. And yeah, I, I think Warburton's building something nice for next season. Uh, there's still work to do. But I like the look of them at evens this weekend. Mm. Yeah, Brad's doing a good job. Good on you, Brad. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn my attention to... The Riverside Stadium, Middlesbrough against Stoke. And Middlesbrough are a team who have a problem. Um, they seem to be very good at conceding the first goal in games and going on the back foot. So six of the last seven games, they have conceded the first goal. And you can say the opposite of Stoke. In five of their last six games, they've actually scored the first goal. Both of these sides have got very mixed results. Um, you know, Middlesbrough have been conceding first and on occasions coming back to either draw or win. Stoke have been scoring first and then and then occasionally also going on to lose. So that particular stat isn't really affecting uh, the outcomes of their games. But it's 7-5 to five for Stoke to score the first goal against Middlesbrough this weekend. So considering these, you know, how these two sides tend to start games, I think that could be a decent price. Yep, completely with you there, mate. Um, yeah, not exactly going to set the world alight, this fixture, is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, something to get your teeth stuck into from a gambling perspective. A uh, couple more, uh, just quickly going to uh, run through. Obviously, we've got Norwich away at Sheffield Wednesday. 
and Norwich are priced at eight fifteen. I mean, you know, I'm having a look at the form. Uh, all I had to look at was the last six games. So Norwich all green, which is wins obviously, and Sheffield Wednesday all red, all losses. Uh, Darren Moore has come in and inherited uh, a tough job. We all knew that anyway. And it's not going to get much easier, is it? Timu Puki has hit 20 goals, just as I thought he was probably on the decline. Uh, he goes and, and proves me very, very wrong. 8.15, not much more, I don't think, needs to be said here. Nope. Uh, anything else for you? I've got nothing else for the champion. Yeah, yeah, I do actually, mate. I've got, uh, as you can probably tell, I've been focusing a lot on home and away league tables this weekend because I found it really interesting. And we've got 23rd best home record at home against the 6th best away record away. And that is Wickham and Preston. So I've, I've given Preston a little bit of grief on the pod uh, either last week or the week before. You know, mm, I used the term they're in Dubai, the aren't they? Yeah, I used the term on the beach. Um, in, it, I think it was possibly either the start of March or very, very late February even, yeah. which you said was probably a record for how early that was used. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Preston, I was having a look at their away form. They've been great. Uh, they've got a better away record than Barnsley, than Bournemouth, than Middlesbrough, than Watford than Blackburn, than all of these teams that, you know, are, are obviously above them in the table. And yes, they've not been great recently, but I don't see why you can't have a look at Preston here at Evens. They are against a team very much like Sheffield United. Wickham have accepted as a club, I think, that they gave it their best and they are going down. And yeah, uh, Preston priced at Evens. I mean, I wasn't interested, I'll be honest, until I looked at the away form, and now it's perked my interest. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I did look at that one and kind of just brushed past it, but you know, you've looked okay. into it deeper than I have, and uh, yeah, you found something. So yeah, I can I can definitely get on board with that. Uh, shall we look at League One then? Yes, sir. Take it away. Take it away with. What could turn out to be the absolute steal of the weekend in terms of pricing? I think you probably know where I'm going to go with League One here. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Floyd cash in the bank. Uh, what a what an effect! We talk about managers coming into clubs and having that new manager bounce, having that new manager effect. You know, he took over Burton when they were bottom of League Two. They're now sat nicely in 18th place, which is five points away from the drop, with two games in hand on a lot of the teams as well. So he's done a fantastic job. He's won seven of the last eight games. Um, and in that time, you know, they've beaten Hull, they've beaten Charlton, they've beaten Peterborough recently. Uh, so they've got some really impressive wins. And, you know, potentially more impressive, five of those wins have been to nil as well. So they're keeping clean sheets to go with that. They're priced this weekend at 13 to 5 to win away at Crewe. And I can't understand it. <laughs> Crewe aren't a bad outfit, you know. They're, they're very like mid table. Um, win a couple, lose a couple, draw a couple. But this Burton side to be 13 to 5 
the the run there on keep as I say keeping clean sheets scoring goals beating sides we're at the right at the top of this division thirteen to five is an absolute steal. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know we we did some Tuesday Twitter tips, didn't we? And correctly uh, had Burton again in midweek. And they were a big yeah, price, then, weren't they? Big price. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Floyd, obviously, Tom, you're spot on. He deserves massive credit, but so does the so does the chairman. <clears throat> excuse me, and the recruitment team. It when you're bottom of of league of a league, and you are so far from safety to sack the manager, pay you know pay fees for players, um, bring in you know four, five, six new players. And really give it a go takes a lot of courage, especially during COVID, because that could have gone massively wrong. <clears throat> and the gamble looks like it's going to pay off. And I'm absolutely delighted for Burton. So, yeah, completely agree with the tip. Um, Tom, let's quickly talk about Lincoln Rochdale. This, you know, this feels like probably the most nailed on um, yeah. tip of the entire weekend in any league, Rochdale. Sadly, the entertainers have slipped to the bottom of the league, and their entertaining days are well beyond them. They're a huge six to one to be Lincoln at Sinsil Bank. Lincoln two to five. It doesn't matter that Lincoln have only won one of the last five with their attacking options. I don't think it matters at all. Uh, Lincoln to get the win, pretty straightforward. Yeah, obviously, as you say, I think that's probably the uh, the most obvious one of the weekend. I'm going to look at Ipswich to get a result against Plymouth this weekend. So Ipswich are priced at 17 to 20. Um, and it's Paul Cook's second home game of, the, of his tenure in charge of Ipswich. So they had a very creditable draw against Lincoln in midweek. They drew one all. Uh, and now they come up at home. They come up at home against this Plymouth side who have started to struggle a little bit. Uh, four defeats in their last five games. And Plymouth, you know, they're, they're very much looking like a side who are on the beach. This is their first season back in League One. They're 15th in the league. They're 13 points above the drop zone. And they're, what, seven points away from the, from the playoffs and everyone's got games in hand on them. So they're going to stay very comfortably mid-table now for the rest of the season. So I think Ipswich, who are in seventh, one point off the playoffs with a game in hand, they've still got everything to play for. And with Paul Cook coming in, he can have that extra bit of impetus. They can build on that creditable one-all against Lincoln that they got um, in midweek. So yeah, Ipswich could be a good price at 17-20. to 20. Yes, I mean... Last six matches, Ipswich sixth in the form table. Obviously, some of that under Lambert, some of it under Cook, but same players uh, regardless of the managers. So, yeah, uh, could be an interesting one. Nice segue that I accidentally did there into my own <laughs> my own tip, uh, which is Hull. Uh, they're at home against Oxford. Tom, do you remember the whole Oxford kind of it was. I think assault isn't a word strong enough for how for how quickly they were flying up that league. Um, <laughs> it's come to a little bit of a halt. Do you know where they are in the form table out of twenty four over the last six games? 
14. Oh, I like it. They're 15th. Uh, yeah, they've won one of six. Uh, four draws, but they've also only scored three goals in that time. So it's definitely hit a little bit of a stumbling block. They got that win against bitter rivals Swindon. Swindon are 22nd. And when you have a look at the form table there, they're 17th. So I'm not taking anything away from Oxford, but I'm saying it was a lot more of an easier game <clears throat> than the whole city will prove to be. Hull are fourth in the form table over the last six matches, uh, four wins from six, one draw, one defeat, scoring 13, conceding five, goal difference of plus eight. Malik Wilkes has been in dazzling form recently, and I, for one, have no reason to fear um, this Oxford side going against the team at the time of recording, top of the table on 65 points. Yeah, I could uh, I could see that one happening. Um, I don't have any more for League One, do you? No. Um... Have a little break to look at the Football League trophy final. Hmm, yes. Which features a certain streaky Lee. Uh, we mentioned on the podcast, well, you mentioned on the podcast that you had visions of streaky Lee Johnson streaking. <laughs> you know, his Sunderland side are, are very streaky. You know, they've won, they've won seven of the last eight games. You may actually see Lee Johnson streaking around Wembley, holding the Football League trophy above his head. If they beat Tranmere this Sunday, yeah, I'm starting starting to regret that comment because uh, it makes me sound like I have some kind of Lee Johnson fantasy, which is <laughs> a little bit of a concern. But yeah, um, Sunderland, Tom, against probably after Derby County, of course, our most hated EFL team at the moment, Tranmere Rovers, after costing the Spread X enhanced sixfold on the. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've got to fancy Sunderland here, haven't you? You've got to. As I'm saying, seven wins in the last eight games um, against this Tranmere side who cost us... Of, Tranmere side of League Two who cost us the, the spread egg sixfold. And what better punishment for Tranmere than losing in a Wembley Cup final? I can't think of a much better one. No. No, Apart from them being condemned to some kind of relegation, I think losing the Wembley Cup final, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. So, yeah, Sunderland to get the win in the FA Trophy final, which is played on Sunday. Uh, I think, yeah, you can, get a, you can get a Sunderland victory there for sure. Yeah. OK, so time for League Two. And I'm going to kick us off with a promotion chaser, Cambridge. Uh, Joe, you know what, Tom? Before the news of Harry Kuehl's departure and mysterious curl turning up at uh, Oldham, mm. I didn't know how much I fancied Cambridge, to be honest with you. Oldham are a little bit of a sticky side in 17th, very capable of getting a result. But I feel like the, the news of Kuehl's departure, the fan reaction, the general kind of doom and gloom may make itself onto the pitch. I think this is a great opportunity for Cambridge to get back on the horse. Unfortunately, they have lost two of the last three games. Uh, one was a really poor defeat against Scunthorpe. The other one was an away defeat against the juggernaut in Bolton Wanderers, which 
you know, a lot of teams are losing um, to Bolton at the moment. They're pretty much a win one, lose one, Tom. So if that sequence continues, you'd imagine they'll get the win here. They're six to five against Oldham. And like I said, uh, you know, they've still got Mullen banging them in 22 in 35. I fancy Cambridge to get this job done. Okay. Yep. Um, I think I'd, I'd agree. I, I'd expect that, but I think uh, you know you spoke about Bolton briefly just then. They're a very similar price. They're twenty-one to twenty, um, and I think in terms of where you put your money, for me, you're much better off putting your money on Bolton. A, a very similar price. They're away at Port Vale, as I say, twenty-one to twenty. No losses in ten consecutive games for Bolton Wanderers. Um, seven wins in their last day as well. And they've also kept five clean sheets out of those seven wins. So, you know, they're not they're not hammering teams. They tend to win 1-0 or 2-0, maybe 2-1. But um, they're getting the results. They're, they're looking good. They're working their way up the table. They're now in the playoffs, uh, just, just four points away from the automatic promotion places. So Bolton have got every chance on the run, with the run they're on of, uh, of grabbing an automatic promotion spot. Which looked very unlikely a couple of months ago, but yeah, I, I do think they've got an excellent opportunity to get another win here. Port Vale on really poor form, no wins in seven consecutive games, uh, in twenty first in the league. Not there's a, there's a chance they could go down, but I I don't think they will. No, no, I think it would be absolutely. I think it's almost impossible for them to go down when you consider the uh, quality down at the bottom, and there's only two spots. I think this was League One, right? And there's four relegation yeah. spots. Completely different story. Let's talk about a, a big game, Tom, against a team that we fancied for promotion and a team that we were not really sure what was going on um, with them. We, we thought they might be a mid-table side, maybe fighting off relegation. And it's Morecambe and Newport. Uh, Morecambe, it's fifth against sixth. It's it's definitely a brave pick. That's what I'll get uh, off my chest here. Um, I'm looking at a Morecambe persuasion. So they're the home side. They're priced at 6-4. Carlos Mendez Gomez. Uh, spoke about him a couple of weeks ago. On Best the- name in football. Yeah, and, and an amazing story as well. Um, there's articles on him from Sky Sports, so... Uh, I thoroughly recommend reading into his story. It's pretty fascinating. 12 goals in 31 games from a 4-3-3 kind of winger slash front three position, whatever you want to call it in 2021. He's probably, for me, the best player in the league at the moment. Um, In terms of their overall form, Morecambe lost just one of their last six. They didn't win the last time out, but... They did manage to get a good draw away at Forest Green, 2-2. Newport, on the other hand, coming off two results, and I'm not sure what to make of them, Tom. Uh, They are definitely making it look a lot better. Before these two uh, victories, they'd won one of their previous six. Now they've won two on the bounce. I'm going to give them credit for one and no credit for the other. So the first game where I'm going to give them no credit is to beat Colchester away. Regular listeners will know how I feel about Colchester. Uh, They are, uh, in 2021, the bottom of the form table. That's even below Grimsby. 
So very alarming. Then they did beat Bradford 2-1 at home. So that definitely did get me thinking. But I fancy Morecambe at home to get the job done. And just to reiterate here, it's 6-4 in what is a big game at the top of League 2. Yeah, it was a uh, 96th minute penalty that they needed to beat Bradford. But yeah, I just don't trust Newport. I, I agree. I think you're right, siding with Newport, siding with Morecambe here. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of segues nicely into the Bradford game. There we're at Carlisle. I know that you fancy Bradford on the nose, don't you, Tom? 15 to 8 is the price for Bradford to get a win here, which is really good. Um, I'm tempted to add a little bit of extra caution to it with Bradford on the double chance. So Bradford to either win or draw. Um, the price for that one is 1 to 2. So we are lowering, lowering the price there, but we are getting uh, that safety net. But Bradford are on a very good run of form, just despite that little hiccup where they lost last minute to Newport, as we've mentioned. Prior to that, unbeaten in six, winning five of those six. And they're coming up against a Carlisle side who've got no wins in the last eight games without a clean sheet in the last eight games. And they've gone from being a side who were at one stage, what, six weeks, eight weeks ago, the bookies' favourites to get promoted from this division. You know, they're in the automatic promotion zone with games in hand. And they've gone on this terrible run and they've slipped right down to 13th, 10 points away from the playoffs now. So it's looking like pretty much uh, it could be season over for Carlisle, the form they're in. So Bradford are going completely the opposite direction. They've got an eye on a playoff place. So yeah, for me, Bradford... Uh, is a great price on the nose, but safety net of double chance is still a good price. Yeah, um, I see why you're doing it, mate, but the beach ball uh, has fully deflated. I think. <laughs> uh, Carlisle haven't won their last eight games, and uh, yeah, Carlisle have played four games at home in a row without winning. It is, as you said, season over for Carlisle unless they turn it round on Saturday and beyond. And yeah, Bradford, as we mentioned, coming off the back of that loss away at Newport, but I fancy him to bounce back, um, especially yeah. against against uh, Carlisle. So yeah, yeah good tip. Uh, anything else for you? That's that's me done for League Two this week. It was tough. It was tough this week. I mean, the one thing that I that I might be looking at is Forest Green against Harrogate. Harrogate have been in really good form recently. Uh, it's managed to climb them into the top 10. They're another side that has half an eye on the playoff spot. And it's just that whole that whole mm-hmm. thing that I say every single week, Tom. Forest Green at home against Harrogate. You play this 10 times. Forest Green wins seven or eight of them. Yeah. So, you know, I'd fully expect them to get that win. Harrogate can be a little bit sticky. If you're feeling brave, uh, FGR 13 to 10 on the face of it. It's a really good price um, for a team like them at home. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so that is everything for the tips. And let's recap last week's Bombproof Trebles and bring you this week's Bombproof Trebles. Yep, so this is the part of the show, if you're a new listener, where we'll put together all of the research, all of the stats, knowledge, whatever you want to call it, into a couple of trebles that we will be backing ourselves with £10 stakes. We only want you to bet what you can afford to lose, however. So if you can't justify a £10 stake, don't bet £10. Please gamble responsibly. Remember, this is for over-18s only. Tom, 
How did you do last week, mate? Uh, obviously, we know by now, uh, we touched on the show, that Tramir cost you. But how close were you? Well, so to run through the results. So I had um, had Streaky Lee Sunderland to beat Rochdale. They did so 2-0. I had Hull City to beat Bristol Rovers. They did so again, 2-0. And then Tramir, yeah, as we've spoke about, lost at home to Crawley. It, really poor performance from Tramir. They lost 1-0, uh, went down with a bit of a whimper. Yeah, we said off-air, didn't we, that you know I'd read a few match reports and, and watched the you know two, three-minute YouTube highlights. It looked mm. like they deserved to lose. So at least it wasn't a refereeing decision or... Yeah, yeah. Know, there's no controversy around it. They were no, just nothing like that. You just, <laughs> we just lost straight up and uh, yeah. team won on the day. And uh, didn't feel like that on Saturday, but I think uh, I'm I'm at peace with that method of losing, at least. Uh, luckily, I did get a winner. Uh, my bet returned 40-83 from the tenor. So not a, you know, not overly lucrative, but still a winner. Um, I had Barnsley to beat Birmingham at home. They did so 1-0. I had Norwich to beat Luton at home. They did 3-0. And then... It was a little bit hairy, but Cheltenham, I had them to beat Port Vale at home. They won 3-2 after being 3-0 up. So, you know, uh, there's a little bit of clenching going on towards the end, but uh, they managed to get over the line. And as Tom mentioned at the start of the show, Tranmere, only team to cost our first ever uh, SpreadX enhanced sixfold. It's probably going to be the only ever enhanced sixfold Tom because uh, I'm understanding that we're now going to be going to two separate trebles on SpreadX's website is that right? That's what we're hoping for so uh, as of recording they're not up yet but we're hoping that they will be up obviously by the time the podcast goes out uh, and in time kind of Friday Saturday time we're hoping that um, they're at least if there's not enhanced trebles then enhanced sixfold again you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. something will be enhanced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, keep your eye on our social channels, which we'll run through at the end of the show. Uh, as soon as they're up there, I'll put them out on Twitter, etc. So you guys can can have a look. All right, Tom, take it away, mate. Uh, what have you gone for this weekend? It's a whopper this weekend. So we're going to go for Ipswich at home to Plymouth at 17 to 20. Bolton away at Port Vale at 21 to 20 and a big booster. Burton Albion away at Alexandra 13 to 5. And that pays £136.50 off a £10 stake. Oof. Okay. Okay. I see your 13650 and I raise you. Oof. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be a very excited podcast HQ if these come in this weekend. Uh, so I'm starting off in the championship. QPR, home to Huddersfield, priced at evens. I'm then dipping my toe into League Two, and I'm going for Bradford on the nose, as you discussed, Tom, away at Carlisle, 15-8. to eight. And then I'm going to go for Morecambe to get the better of Newport at home, 6-4. to four. £10 on Tom will return £143. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there are some massive paying trebles here. We've completely flipped from 
<laughs> from last weekend where mine was meant to pay 37 if it won. Yours paid like 40, 41. Yes. Now we've, uh, yeah, we're whacking hundreds onto that. So, um, yeah, you know, they are trebles that, that I like. The prices are good. Um, so hopefully we can take advantage of that. Of course the prices are good. They're courtesy of SpreadX. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, um, also, Tom, <laughs> obviously these could possibly even be even higher um, if they are loaded onto the SpreadX website. Uh, they will be at a slightly boosted price, which is which is pretty wild. So if you want yeah. to squeeze even more juice from the orange, then make sure you back the bets with SpreadX. So just in case um, SpreadX put this on their website as a six-fold, so the base odds for the six-fold, uh, a £10 stake would return 1,962. <laughs> Wow. That's unboosted. That's unboosted returns off a tenner. <laughs> I tell you what, we're making we're making dreams happen this weekend. Um, but yeah, you know, if we could go one further than last week and get six out of six instead of five out of six, that would that would be absolutely Christmas come early. Um, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. But but anyway. Um, yeah, please do check out the SpreadX website. Get on board with the Bet25, Get25 offer at spreadx.com forward slash FBP. Um, should I have a quick look at fantasy football? No. No? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll just run through the top 10 really quickly so it doesn't put you through too much pain. Um, Owen Fagan, Scott Strang, Kyle Johnston, Jordan Turner, Richard Tyler Evans, David Arias, Footy Links. Andrew Robson, David Doherty, and still number one in the league is Sean Hayes with Rybridge United. Very little change in the top 10. Um, I've moved up to 80th in the league, so I've cracked the top 100 again. Finally, let's move on. Social media. Social media, T underscore FB podcast is the place to be on Twitter. So that's the exclusive home of TTT Tuesday Twitter Tips. Uh, this season, we've had so many midweek games. Uh, so that is the spot to go for um, all your midweek tips from the pod boys. Uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us of any questions, inquiries, or uh, potentially any support with SpreadX, either signing up or having mm-hmm. spread betting uh, explained to you, etc., footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com is also a place to get in touch. Yeah, and if you've enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. But of course, as we've mentioned throughout the show, the best thing you can do is to take advantage of the Bet25, Get25, spreadx.com forward slash FBP once again. Um, I think that is it for this week, Tom. It is. So good luck, everyone. Go well, and uh, thank you for the time. Yeah, cheers, guys. We'll see you again next week.